We are back with another episode of Seeing It This Way. My name's Tim, and I'm here with my friend Jonah. Hello. Thanks for coming down today. We're at the WMBR studios. Uh, Jonah and I are both DJs here at WMBR, and we both like emo music. We so. both do. I, <laughs> um, we've bonded over a connection because I uh, made a donation um, to WMBR, and you can choose which show uh, to donate to. And I think, man, Tim, I, I made a donation to Tim's show. Um, and I was like, Tim always gets to like the sad stuff before I do when I check Track Blaster and it's pissing me off. No, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so we've bonded over um, various screamy white dudes being sad. So, yeah. yeah, a natural thing to bond over, yeah. exactly. Yeah, WNBR is the, uh, the MIT college radio station in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And Jonah has a show called A Map of String, A Light, and I have a show breakfast of champions and yeah. so you know bonding over music is something that we do here in general yeah and today we're going to bond over a great album by the band good luck yeah it's called into lake griffey i picked it uh tim asked me if i wanted an episode so like sure um and this is an album i've only started listening to last year but there's two albums I like really fell in love with last year, and that was Hopalong's Painted Shut, along with the other Hopalong albums. But that's the one that's really like stuck to me. That and one's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's probably the best one I think. Yeah, and then the other album was Good Luck, um, Good Luck's Into Lake Griffey, mm-hmm. and basically I spent the entire summer um, running to these two albums, mm. um, and I feel like I like the music I listen to when I run is when I run, I either listen to albums I'm less familiar with. And, you know, because I don't have I don't have the capacity to be like changing songs and be distracted. I just it's a good way for me to listen through whole albums. And that's what I do with cooking, too. I yeah. just like, listen through whole albums. Um, totally. It's either that or it's albums I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other past um, sort of places of honor for writing albums have been like the Hotelier, mm-hmm. um, both both um, home, like no places there and goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it with Awake But Still in Bed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like sort of stuff along those lines and i was like re- this that, so like into like griffey and painted show were like just my albums of the summer it'll forever like be imprinted that way yeah that makes a lot of sense and i i i hear you about like listening to music while running and this this album especially into like griffey is to me like the energy is there the yeah. whole time you know yeah because their second album is good too but mm-hmm. it's I think it it gets a little bit more subdued and like pensive at points compared to this album. It's more introverted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, so good luck. Band from Bloomington, Indiana, for people who don't know anyway, the brief bio is they're from Bloomington. Ginger Alford uh, sings and plays bass. Matt Toby sings and plays guitar. And Mike Harpering plays drums. They were all playing music before they formed the band Good Luck. And they recorded or, or they released this album in 2008. They self-released it originally just on CD, but it was picked up a year later by No Idea Records, and they released it on vinyl. I think a lot of people really like this record. Um, I was doing some research before we we met today, and yeah. I read the review from uh, <laughs> from Punk News that was very positive, yeah. and all these comments. I think I've seen that re- review. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very effusive praise, and a lot of people yeah. in the comments also agreeing. And one of my favorite reviews on the Bandcamp page for the record is. Is a, somebody, somebody says, there are a bunch of words on this album. I like them all. <laughs> Which I, I, is very accurate. Yeah, I do, though. They're, <laughs> they're, they seem like such lovely people, mm. which is what I like. Which is why also I picked this album, because I feel like, and God bless, I love emo. But, mm-hmm. like, man, it's whiny. 
<laughs> and I feel like this this band is emotional and it's effusive, but it's not whiny. Like it's not self pitying. Yeah. And I think part of the self pitying is like sort of the appeal of emo, like that kind of like self awareness, like Weezer Pinkerton esque, like oh, yeah. like I'm a shitty dude, but mm-hmm. also I'm going through this shitty stuff. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice to see a band that doesn't have their head so far up their ass. Like, <laughs> right? Like, for example, I think another band I really like is Brave Bird. Okay. But man, they're whiny. Like, sure. on all their songs, and they're so sad. And it's like, and like, even the stuff they're singing about is like this like vague sadness. It's not based upon a specific thing. And I think, like, on parts of it, into like Griffey, there's angst too. But again, it's not self absorbed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think that all the lyrics on this album, for the most part, they're like very, very positive and very yeah. optimistic. It's like maybe things are tough now, but yeah. but if you look at at it in a certain way, it's yeah. going to get better. And you don't want to like dwell on the past too much, even though yeah. that's okay once in a while. Sort of that's sort of the vibe I get from the record when I listen yeah. to it. Like my hands down, I think, and this is a lyric I've really, really gotten to love. The, just one particular line. It's from the first track, mm. um, "How to Live Here," and the lyric is, "If living." Uh, if sometimes living doesn't terrify you and if love doesn't pulverize you, then where are you at? And I feel like that's this whole band. Yeah. It's like ethos, right? Like yep. they're all about like really just like not being emotionally standoffish, like yeah. truly being invested in their music and like their whole world. And if sometimes living doesn't terrify you, if love doesn't pulverize you, then where are you? And, like, I identify with that a lot, which is also why I think probably I've grown to love it so much. Like, it feels like it feels like it's coming from a friend mm-hmm. um, rather than an artist, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that, that line that you that you just quoted, the love doesn't pulverize you, the yeah. where are you at, that just makes me think a lot of, when you were saying it now, maybe think a lot of, like, my friends in high school and probably yeah. myself in high school when I was, like, being, you know, very withdrawn and very shielded, afraid of yeah, being yeah. hurt. And they're just like, no, you got it. You got to, yeah, how to, you got to live in the world. You got to put yourself out there. Exactly. That's a that's that song. How to live here? It's a very good opener for this record. Oh God, um, <laughs> this album is just kind of like Hey Jude, but extended into an album. <laughs> like that positivity. Like, um, but I How to Live Here? Like it's funny. So that there's that first like sort of um, you know that octave guitar chord where it's just playing the same notes but in two octaves, mm-hmm. and it's just da 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 da, da and then the, the, the drums kick in and the snares kick in, and it's like. Whenever I hear that when running, like I decide to put this album on, mm-hmm. I immediately just start running faster. Like yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. And it's like there are like bouts of that and I just like love doing that. Totally. That and I think goodness part two. Mm-hmm. From and, the hotel year. Yeah, yeah. And um some Deaf Heaven stuff is like sure. the songs I do that to and some Japan Druid stuff. Like yep. that just like blistering, like heart bursting, like oh, pumping man. your fists. Like mm-hmm. I love that energy. Um and this that energy just like carries through the whole album, which is crazy. Like there's yeah. so few albums that just like do that. Like um to go back to Painted Shut, one of my favorite reviews of them, it was from Pitchwork. Um mm-hmm. or rather a favorite line from review, it described it as 
12 um, fist-shaped dents um, punched into a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this album also totally. like, has that, like, energy. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, it's it's really it's a really cool record, and you know this is this is the first time I've really spent a lot of time with it. When you suggested the album, I mm-hmm. was thinking about uh, their second album. Without hesitation, is the one that I'd listen to more. But yeah, the first time I listened through to this record, I was a little I don't know. It was it's tough for me to get into it right away, but then mm-hmm. I listened to it a second time, and I sort of like got it more. I got yeah. all the urgency at first. I was like, wow, this is like really fast it's kind of hard to make out what's going on yeah. but spending more time with it it's like oh yeah this is actually like it feels the way that the way they play and this is something that i always like in emo music like it just sounds very important you know <laughs> yeah it does it sounds very urgent the whole record yeah. and this song as and well it's about like big themes right yeah. it's like very sweeping mm-hmm. um which is another part i like about it yeah. um and it's like i get the phenomenon where like if you already like if you liked without hesitation it's like the more, more mature more thoughtful album mm-hmm. um in a way not that this album is particularly immature but it's like it's more youthful yeah um, yeah definitely and, and like without hesitation like a lot of the songs themselves are about like being older and like that kind mm. of thing um but i get that where like if you're already invested in sort of a style of a band and you start listening to other records which have a different style it's definitely harder to get into rather than if you had started from a blank slate because mm-hmm. um, you already have that like i think that bias from having yeah. listened to a previous like or like a different thing yeah yeah, yeah. How, how are you introduced to like good luck it was good. just like Good Luck was, uh, you know, I'd, I'd always kind of heard of them. Uh, I think Ginger sang on a Bond the Music Industry record. Oh, okay. Where she she sang, there's uh, the album Vacation by Bond the Music Industry. She sings, I think just like, there's a couple songs where there's like group vocals and she's one of the people on, okay. on the song. And yeah. also, I used to really like this guy, this comedian slash writer named DC Pearson. Okay. Who I first heard of him because he was in that like, YouTube comedy group Derek Comedy with Donald Glover, mm-hmm. and but he he also is a writer, and I would fo- I would like read his Tumblr when I <laughs> when I started living in yeah. Somerville around like 2010. Yeah. I would I was really into him his stuff, and he recommended Good Luck. I think he talked about okay, one of the yeah. songs from Without Hesitation as being a big deal to him. Yeah, and uh, so so there were a couple different ways I'd heard about them, and I yeah. kind of listened to them a little bit, but I definitely never spent as much time with them as I have over the past week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad I missed out. We were talking before yeah. recording about how I wish I could have seen them live. But yeah. at, at this point, their last album came out in 2011. And they did play a show last year in Bloomington. Yeah, and they were just like, it's going to be a one-time thing. Like, don't mm-hmm. expect there to be more. I was like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Jammin, the second song I liked because it's a lot about, they sing a lot about playing house shows. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. And it's like about that energy of like, oh, everyone, it's like the song everyone's waiting for and then mm-hmm. it's like, you're getting into it. It's also, I just like the title a lot too. It's Pajamming. like, like <laughs> I would have this like, it sounds like it would like be like played on Arthur, like some mm. of the kids show, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it's just so like happy and light. Um, and like, I, I kind of like how it releases that tension from the first song where you're just like running full speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do a really good job on this album kind of going between super intense to sort of like maybe all the songs I think are intense on this album, but a little more laid back or a little more easygoing. They definitely do that alternating pretty well. How do you feel about the so not Ginger, but I think it's Matt. How do you feel how do you feel about his lisp? I I remember reading something that was like debating the merits of his lisp. I think it was like on R.I.M. or something. R.I.M. can all like go frick themselves.
I, I saw, I forget where this was in my research for the band, but he, I, I read something that he wrote where he said that I guess like some people compared his vocals to uh, John Sampson from the Weaker Vans. Oh, interesting. Which I could uh, kind of hear a little bit. Kind of, yeah, they have that slightly nasally mm-hmm. feel, but I, their music's so different. Oh, the I music's think, definitely yeah. different for sure. And yeah. I also read that, uh, not read, but like I was, I was thinking, you know, they're from they're from Bloomington, and that for a time was the home of Planet X Records. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's just because of that association, but the vocals kind of made me think of Ghost Mice. It made me think of Paul Barabo, like that mm, kind of yeah. stuff, sort of like folk punky stuff. I also feel like um, similar to like uh, like uh, Man- Manchester Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, Man- mm. Manchester, like that. They have like that similar. I, I call it voices that have a beard attached to them. <laughs> they've, they've got a little bit of that tone. Yeah, the beard weaker vans. Yeah, I have. I literally have like a playlist called Scruff. I call it Beardcore, where like <laughs> you can just like hear the beard on yeah, yeah, like, yeah. on the singers. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. Yeah, I, that, that's that, that's what I think. I I I personally don't mind. I mean, I grew up listening to emo music, which like <laughs> has never been known for the most part for their amazing vocalists. Yeah, you know, it's more about the emotion. Uh, behind it's, the and behind like the cracking music. a little bit at the yeah, edges. Yeah, Although yeah. Ginger Alfred is like an amazing she, vocalist. Yeah, so <laughs> I wrote. I wrote for the third song, Stars Were Exploding. The first note I have is, wow, Ginger's voice is great. Yeah, she has pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really, really good at singing. And yeah. I, I wish, you know, I, I'm fine with Matt's voice, but I, I wish she sang more on the record a little she bit. She sings more on the second record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really liked on the second record, um, it's Songs for Healing the Sick or something. It's like, uh, you're weighing down the covers of your bed. And it's like that guitar, it starts with the acoustic. Yeah. I actually yep. charted down the... Um, guitar chords. That's how an ultimate guitar. My crowning achievement. Cool. Um, That's awesome. So people are looking up that song and they they're are. playing it's, along with your tabs. I know, right? It's such a, it's such a feeling. Yeah. Um, that hey, pajamin feeling. You got so much power. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was arguing with some asshole that it was supposed to be in the key of E rather, or in the key of F sharp rather than E. But mm-hmm. anyways, that's aside. <laughs> Check yeah. out those tabs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that that song is so good. Stars were exploding. It's nice. It's a nice another like kind of. It's almost this, poppy. Yeah, it's almost poppy. That's the one. So a lot of these songs, they're like, they kind of just have like multiple multiple hooks or like multiple parts and they mm. sound very frantic because <laughs> it's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Uh, this song is a little more straightforward. Yeah. Um, it, as a result, it's the one that like kind of gets stuck in my head the most out, yeah, out of listening that, to this album. That was a few definitely times. the catchy one. It's the mm-hmm. one I, that like got me hooked first. Yeah. Um, like that's like the sticky one, and mm-hmm. then you get into deeper cuts. Right. Yeah. And it's this like cool little short story of like somebody trying to resuscitate like shooting stars yeah. or whatever. It's like yeah. children's bookie. Yeah. 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 Which it's... I think Ginger Alfred is actually working at like a bookstore publisher or something i think yeah i think i think well i don't know what she's doing now but i, I there's some interview on, on punk news from like <laughs> 10 years ago where i think she does like bookkeeping or yeah. like taxes for for like a, a radical bookstore wholesome core yeah, yeah. exactly so so yeah I, th- I mean i'm sure she is very i, I think the, the lyrics on this album to me read very like literary like full sentences, mm, yeah. Um, not just like like fragments. The, the, most of the songs, I feel like, kind of tell a story, so it makes sense that like she is probably a big reader, and so is so is Matt. I would assume. Yeah, I actually feel like so a lot of emo. I feel like 
kind of distances themselves from more like floral literary like poetic mm. lyrics and like try to be more colloquial yeah right um and like more like oh i'm sad like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and i and this band sort of veers away from that and like um is more lyrical mm-hmm. um, and i don't think one is necessarily more superior than the other but it is like sort of a style choice that makes them for me at least sound different from like the rest of the genre right yeah yeah yeah, I agree. And I was kind of surprised. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the point of this podcast is talking about reflecting on emo music from the past and how it holds up today. And I was kind of surprised. I, I thought that, like, you know, I don't love using the phrase emo revival because this music <laughs> has always been around. But, like, there was just a period where it was, like, a little more underground, which is, yeah. you know, around the late 2000s. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised when I Googled good luck emo revival there are not actually any results containing to me like this seems like a great like kind of like connecting thread between like the early 2000s and like the hotel urns and stuff like that i guess they're also like a little more pop punky yeah i think that's like that's probably it they're not as like noodly american football like right type stuff they're not like algernon cadwallader or anything like that although i think i don't know i feel like at least the screaminess of it mm Right, like Matt sort of like straining at the top of his vocal cords feels more. That's like a distinctly emo feature, I right? Like, compared to like pop punk, right? I've been feeling presidential emotions, torrential. So many things to do, so much potential. But every night when I go to bed, I'm thinking of you. My brain is overloaded. The public has voted, but they can put that in their pipe and smoke it. I think I finally understand how to feel satisfied. You get more. You get more Matt on the fourth track, "Man on Fire." Yeah, which I liked this song because I like the lyrics on this song yeah. a lot. Um, it's mostly about missing somebody again, and it seems like somebody who maybe he had a crush on and wasn't yeah. reciprocated. But he, unlike unlike <laughs> other like emo albums from the yeah. early two thousands, like there was an episode recently that we did on this podcast about taking back Sunday. Yeah, a lot of those songs are about romantic disappointment, and they were like, very possessive of, of the person yeah. there angry at whereas he's just kind of like you know i guess it might not work out i can't make you love me oh well at least i'll have been a good man yeah you know and like i can be your mature. brother yeah like, yeah like that's why like they're, they seem like people i would actually like want to be friends <laughs> with <laughs> yeah exactly it's 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 a very refreshing perspective to yeah. see in music like this and i like these love songs because they are like sort of going like they don't place the sort of feeling of being in love itself as the sort of king of the song Mm -hmm. um like they go beyond that and like think about like oh even if it doesn't work out like we still like there's this whole other thing to explore and that's yeah it's 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 less centered on the love lover and also like thinks more about like oh the beloved i think yeah 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 which is great because yeah a person is more than their romantic potential they're like a whole a whole person believe it or not so it's good to value (laughs) all the all those parts yeah um that's what I yeah. think anyway. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. No, I was just like looking, I was looking at the lyrics again. Mm. I just love the rhyme, like feeling presidential emotions torrential. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's almost like, like, feel some like nerdy rapper type mm-hmm. stuff if you like look at that rhyming. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're definitely a dorky band, but. <laughs> They're very dorky. Oh my goodness. I saw, <laughs> I saw, I was looking up um, YouTube videos of, um them playing live because I need to satiate myself somehow. Sure. And they're so dorky. Just like, ro- it's just a three-piece band. They're just like rocking out. Just wearing like normal t-shirts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have that like scene look that like mm-hmm. if you go to a show, like everyone has a freaking 
beanie and like a flannel that's slightly just like the correct amount of falling apart they're all wearing dad hats now or whatever yeah yeah like as a passionate dad hat wearer like i think it's a little <laughs> i don't know i i i i feel so out of place when going to like emo shows especially. Sure. i was going to um a show where they had um, it was headlined by Mom Jeans, but I didn't stick around for them because I actually just wanted to see the openers, um, mm-hmm. which had to wait but still in bed, which is oh yeah yeah they're amazing mm-hmm. and retirement party, um, and like man the crowd like the Mom Jeans crowd I was just like like they're an okay band but like oh my god they're all like all like freshmen in college wearing mm-hmm. dad caps yeah, 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 yeah. and like overalls mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I can never commit to the look. Yeah, like <laughs> I feel like it's like deliberately trying to look like you're not taking a shower too super often. Right. Like, it's, it's like part of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we're punk, but we're less scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, which is, I guess is also just like the emo motif in general. <laughs> yes, that is definitely the emo motif. And less I'm, anger and more just like self-deprecation. I've also, I've also, I've always enjoyed listening to. I, I was, I don't know why, but I always feel like I enjoy listening to bands like this who, like you were saying, are not trying to dress a certain way to impress or like yeah. fit in that way. That kind of just like, yeah, we just were whatever. We're making the music. We yeah, we care more about the music than yeah. anything else. And you know, not to say that there aren't some bands who you know quote-unquote dress the part but yeah you know don't make like there, there are still bands that look yeah. like that or dress like that and make good music but yeah. i find a lot of the bands i like are ones who are not really fashion forward so to speak <laughs> The next song, so oh, you, you mentioned to me that this this next uh, stretch String, of four yeah. songs. So, was, hey Matt, yeah. come home, mm-hmm. um, public radio, and West Wind Ride. Yeah, is, like the absolute banger to mm-hmm. like run to. All As, good songs. Yeah, like you just like like it's and they all like they've I think they've mixed them all together a little bit. Like there's a little bit of crossfade. Yeah, and like like once you just go like it's just I don't even know what these songs are about to be honest. Like I just have the mm-hmm. memories of like rushing down the Esplanade, um, yeah. and like like West Wind. Westwind Ride sounds like a wild ride. But yeah, Hey Matt. Um, hey Matt is really good. Yeah, I know. Um, really good song. And like, I'm assuming it's just like about Matt, the singer. Uh, yes. Which is a little funny that he just like named it straight up Hey Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, so pe- people should listen to this song. I mean, I'll, you know, I just played a little bit of it probably yeah. when I'm editing this. But yeah. the lyrics of this song, like, you, you know, it's, it's a very fast song and probably has the most intense, like, chorus of of the album i think he's sounds super urgent in it the song is about to me he's kind of like conceiving what the afterlife would be like Mm -hmm. there's a really great line near the end where he says 
The sidewalks were filled with all the people that I'd ever met, and they were yelling, hey, Matt, won't you come down and join in on this? Yeah. So I did in a run, but by the time I got there, everyone was gone. Yeah. Everyone except for my dad and my mom. And yeah. they spoke to me. They said, don't you hear our whispering every day when you wake up? Don't forget to live your life because we love you. We love you very much. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. It's yeah. so. It's I, like, so, I don't um, know. There's, so a, good. there's a song on Without Hesitation called Contact, where mm-hmm. it's also about him like imagining the lives of everyone around him and like, mm-hmm. who he's actually interacted with and like how they're living their lives separately from him and how there's like yeah. millions of those. And like, this is like, I think a recurring thing. He just like goes back to a lot, like all the strangers on the street, all these people out there, like, yeah. like sort of like, they're not just like NPCs. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Empathy. That's one thing that's great about this band is they clearly have empathy for yeah. people. Um, <laughs> I like, and they're not NPCs. Well, <laughs> it's, okay, so it's like a, it's like a thing amongst <laughs> like these alt right like teenagers that are like, oh, you know, we're the woke, like we're not sure. the woke ones, but like they won't, they wouldn't use the word work, but like, right. oh, like everyone else is NPCs, like wake up sheeple. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, like, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I get it. Like you're reading Ayn Rand, but <laughs> <laughs> come to your senses, please come back. So, yeah, Hey Matt, super urgent song. Yeah. I, I love the fact that it's followed by Come Home. Yeah. I think Come Home is such a good a good way to transition out of that and song. It's, it's a direct sort of like, yeah, yeah sequel. Like, n- come to your senses, stop like thinking about the afterlife and yeah, come yeah, back yeah. home. Right, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of a piece. Like, he's talking about his parents at the end of Hey Matt and then... I think actually Ginger Alford sings this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. She does. Yeah. da 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 at, at first I thought when I started listening to this album, so the, the liner notes on Bandcamp say that Ginger wrote the lyrics for four of the songs. Oh, interesting. And Matt wrote them for the rest, and I just assumed that, like, she sang the ones she wrote and he sang the rest, Maybe but that is don't. not true. Yeah. Because um, she didn't wait, write... Which, which songs did, does it say she wrote? She's She wrote Pajamin. She wrote the lyrics for Pajamin, Sleep With No Bad Dreams, Stone Cathedral Hill, and A Thousand One Open Hands. Oh, interesting. But I'm assuming, like, they write... I think the together, whole band yeah. probably like writes the songs and like together, they're the one you know? that comes up probably with the main concept. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. sure they're just like, well, your voice sounds better on this song. You should sing this yeah. song. Maybe you should tweet at them yeah, and yeah, ask yeah. their opinion. What's the deal? Yeah. Why did you do this? Why aren't you touring? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a come home. Why aren't you touring? Come yeah. back. There's a good, yeah, I, I, I wrote in my notes, good emo guitar part in the middle, emo in quotes. I don't remember Wait, which, what that part is. That's all I know about this song. Yeah. And that it's like the sort of like, hey, Matt's very minor key. So I always like, it's like the weird like turns up Mm. um, into the major key. So that's how I always, I like sort of have that impression of it um, as I'm listening through the record. It's like, oh, that's the song where it like uh, changes mood again. Um, Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, see, this is good that you're here because I wouldn't have caught like the minor to major shift. Oh, yeah. Even though, you know, it makes sense in hindsight, but yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily notice that stuff all the time. Yeah. I'm glad you're more musically minded than oh. I am. We're getting really good at scrambling the signals. Yo, my station's are down. I 
Public Radio this time oh, after this. That's my favorite song on this album, period. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that it's that guitar really riff at the beginning, mm-hmm. it's almost like... Um, da, 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 da. I, it's like waves crashing at you. I freaking love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I actually, it's my um, description for my show this year. Um, oh, the okay. one that's... Uh, I thought it was hashtag relevant. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh yeah, let's turn it. Um, let's blow out this whole town right at midnight with one triumphant chord. like what I want in the music I'm playing um, mm-hmm. on air but like it's just like a Sawa miscommunication right like, like we're like like I'm assuming with a, maybe a lover or a friend and it's mm-hmm. like um you know I've got smoke in my eyes I want to go back to summertime but the way he sings it like as a song about miscommunication goes it really does just feel like you know he's just like in the fog and he's like trying to like he's struggling around trying to find and he's like running around panicking like and the energy of that um mm-hmm. I just love it and then it's like Oh, but let's blow out this right at midnight. It's like maybe one one de- desperate snatch at like yeah. oh, let's like recover. Um, yeah. But oh my god, this song is so explosive, and that's what I want in my emo music now. Why are mm-hmm. why are people exploding more? Is my question. <laughs> yeah, this song has really intense energy, um, even more so than the other ones, yeah. which is saying something. It, like it's another one where like the the sort of like hooks change a bunch. Yeah. Um, to me, it was more about, and I was probably reading a lot of my own stuff into mm, it, yeah. but. It was a lot about you know, just like being in a, a smaller band and like doing something that some people oh, find yeah. vital, but for whatever reason, like you're not able to reach a lot of people. Like your signal is not strong mm, enough yeah. compared to WMBR Cambridge, <laughs> where like a lot of there are a bunch of people who really love us. But yeah. if you don't live in the Boston area, like within a 10 mile radius, you yeah. might not know about us. So if yeah. you don't venture to the left of the dial, yeah. you know. So I think it's sort of like that frustration of like wanting yeah. to be heard and understood, but not being able to have a lot of people understand you. Um, yeah, man. So I have a, I have a playlist called veins on necks, vein on my neck and hands. And as you like, Matt, like, um, you know, if the listener's not super aware, so I'm transgender. And like one of the things um, that actually clued me into like maybe thinking about gender stuff was the fact that I liked whenever like I exercised hard exerted myself and I would see like the veins pop up on my forearm a little bit I was like I really like that it's like oh, a very okay. subtle thing um but a lot of when I was listening to emo before I thought about like queerness and stuff was thinking about myself empathizing with these guys just like screaming at the top of their lungs and like the veins popping up on yeah. like their neck and their hands because mm-hmm. they're like really just pushing themselves and like this song is sort of the epitome of that yeah. it's like we're getting really um all my stations are down. I can't read you at all. And it's like, he's just pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is like one of the songs that was on the playlist. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, a, it's, it's funny how, even though the songs themselves aren't about queerness, it's weird how like you self-insert and project. And you were project, you said you were projecting your exactly, own story onto that. Exactly. And like, it's not even about projecting lyrics, about projecting the way you feel like it's being sung, which is, I think is different. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's like a musical quality rather than uh, a, a textual one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just, like, my brief spiel on veins. No, that's um, cool. I, yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think that people, I mean, wherever you're at in your life, I think this kind of music is really good for you to sort of, like, ascribe your personality, what you're going yeah. through, onto it. Yeah. I think that's a normal thing to do. And yeah. I think, you know, music helps people in different ways. I think oftentimes the people who are writing songs 
are surprised at how it will affect people in ways they never intended, you know? So the uh, the last song of this four song stretch that you West like Wind a lot, Ride. West Wind Ride. What's I don't I don't even know what the song's about. I just yeah. know it's the I just know it's it's West Wind Ride. I don't know. It's a freaking amusement park. Like how should I know? Um, well, it's another it's another song that like public radio public radio is is over oh. four minutes long. Oh and it's yeah, it's very intense. This is another one to me. It's like you're kind of coming down from it a little mm-hmm. bit. It's very descriptive. Like these guys howl and bite, and there's the west wind, and I'm holding on tight. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's about being like thrown around in the wind from all I can tell. Right. Man, this is the tragedy of listening to things when you're running. You only remember the mood and not what the lyrics right, are actually right. about. Yeah, of course. Um, Same stories to me is also a pretty a little more straightforward one mm-hmm. but I think I think it's nice I like the lyrics a lot um, it, it made me think they made, it made me think a lot about like like I'm 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 a single guy and I'm going on dates <laughs> with people and sometimes you feel like you're telling the same stories all the time to the new people you're meeting you know? oh yeah that's yeah. a mood yeah that's a, like a <laughs> That's a big mood. Like, there's a repertoire you form. I know. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I, I try to, like, think about other parts of my life when I'm meeting people and not just telling the same stories all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. These songs are all very relatable. Yes. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I like about this record, pretty much all the songs have yeah. lyrics to them. And it's like, yes, I've definitely felt like that. <laughs> Especially with Sleep With No Bad Dreams. Mm-hmm. That was one that resonated with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Just based based on the title alone even, Sleep With No Bad Dreams, as I get older, sleep is something that I think about a lot more. My, really? Why? My, my quality of sleep, I worry about it oh, deteriorating. I, I'm very mindful of not looking at screens oh. past like 9 or 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I sometimes fail at that. And then when I do fail at that, I have a lot of anxiety about oh, whether yeah. or not I'll be able to fall asleep soon. Yeah. And I'm sure it's that anxiety that like keeps me up a little later than, than it is the actual looking at the screens. Hmm. But maybe the song is less memorable between because like I have, if anything in my life, the things I've had the least issues with is sleep. I just sleep like a rock. Oh, really? I, I, th- I sleep through fire alarms and stuff. So this is like the off, like, yeah, right. I. It's it's very blessed to not have this be a problem, but it's also probably <laughs> this song doesn't leave as deep of an impression on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I used to I used to be like that too. I used to always sleep like a rock, but it has been less so as I've been a little older, which is huh. a little weird uh, for me yeah. anyway to deal with. Yeah. But I feel very well rested today. Very energetic doing yeah, this podcast good. with you. Got to get pumped on good luck. Yeah. So this um, is another great Ginger Alford uh, yeah, led is. song and. I, I quoted all the lyrics in my notes. 
There's one great line. The brains that your dad said you had, you lost them, terrified of our potential and all the ways we might fail to meet it. here we're all the same we want sleep with no bad dreams in our own bed with heat from somebody who won't keep me awake yeah Uh, because that's also like admittedly something i have anxiety about it's like having somebody sleep with me in my bed yeah and being worried about not being woken up a million times by them moving yeah i like or i don't get woken up but i definitely just end up waking up at like six Mm -hmm. (laughs) is the thing um yeah that's a this song is a big mood there are a lot of yeah they're all big moods (laughs) But yeah, that you know, that's that's a, that's that's one of the highlights for me of that track. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's, that's it's very. Good. It also just like sticks out like when I'm reading through the lyrics like that. Stone Cathedral Hill is, I mean, again, all these songs are good. Stone Cathedral Hill is not necessarily one that like stuck out to me. It's my least favorite on the yeah. album. I think just musically, um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about this it's one. It's okay. We don't have to talk about all of them. Okay, it's well, okay. We're we're already getting close to the end too. Oh yeah, we are. them back to life is oh, the man. second to last song and the matt redoes it and it's like the quieter version do yeah. you have a, do, you, do you like one over the other um i prefer i prefer stars were exploding but so when i first listened to this album the first couple times you know it's it's not a long album but yeah. it's like 38 minutes and yeah. stars were exploding is near the beginning this is obviously near the end and the songs in between it are so intense and so much is going on in them that yeah. it didn't register to me that the two songs were the same song, essentially, just oh, with different, a different perspective and a different singer. And this one's a little quieter. Yeah. I had to, like, read the review and read on the Punk News review and, like, read some of the comments pointing that out. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I love when an album does that, when yeah. there's, like, a reprisal, kind yeah. of, you know? I think that's really cool. it's not a concept album necessarily, but it's still very cohesive. Yeah, um, super cohesive. I, I think this, this the Matt... So I, I like the Ginger Alfred version better, um, mm-hmm. but I do think the Matt version... Um, the where he just sort of sings, will that be enough? Will that be enough? I feel like it brings out that part of the song more. Um, whereas the Ginger Alfred version is like putting them, like bringing them back to life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder, I wonder why they reprise that though, right? Like, why would why it clearly means something that mm-hmm. they did it twice, right? Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Actually, I'm not totally sure. I mean, I, I like that it's a that it's different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same thing, but yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure why. I didn't really think about the why of it that much. Yeah, I like that they did it. Um, to to me, I don't know. 
I, I, it's interesting. Like I, I, like yeah, I wonder why like stars were exploding to me is a little louder and more urgent. Yeah. And but it's being told from the point of view of somebody who's like watching this all happen mm-hmm. and and uh, bringing them back to life is told from the perspective oh, of somebody who's one, yeah. yeah, who's the person who's like actually doing the reviving of the of the shooting stars and it's mm-hmm. a little quieter. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe like maybe he's he's feeling yeah yeah <laughs> he's feeling more emotional maybe or like yeah. more tender about it and more yeah. uncertain. Tender is a good word. Where she's like yeah. in the first one, she's like more like inspired maybe. I'm not sure. Inspired. I'm not sure exactly why, yeah. but it's a good question. That's something yeah. that I would probably want to think about more. Do the listener should also give this some more thought and let yeah. us know your thoughts. Let us know. Seeing <laughs> it this way on Facebook, comment your thoughts. Yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe, right? That's what you said. Um, yeah, right, right in the last 10 minutes of the of the podcast. <laughs> Not at the end or the beginning, but yeah. in some part in the middle. Yeah. Perfect, perfect choice. We're bad at capitalism, guys. Um, I know, I know, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not rolling in the podcast, though, yet. I got to get not picked yet. up by Radiotopia soon enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> PRX or whatever. Yeah. Last track, 1001 Open Hands, is one that they're is... Just, they're just straight up. People can be noble, considerate, and loving. <laughs> what a bunch of what a bunch of good old chums. I love them. <laughs> I, would, I would just buy them a beer because of who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's so true. Yeah, and, and that, 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 whole, that whole beginning section to me is also about house shows. The people spilled onto the lawn. They fed us food. They cheered us on. Yeah. Not in self-interest, but from a common bond. Wish I could give it to you, Kate. Yeah. Kate, you... You, you broke his heart. Look at look at, <laughs> look at what a good boy he is. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it's it's so uh, that it's guitar so nice. at the end though. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm making the Italian like chef hands. It's like mwah. yeah, more like guitar. Be- bellissimo. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what they're like. Um, they what their pedal nice. what their pedal bar- board looks like. I want. Oh, that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. This is another one where one of my notes is ginger though. Ginger she's, though, she's yeah. very good at singing. Ginger though, <laughs> yeah, Ginger, you go wherever you are in your in your bo- life bookkeeping yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, how can you? It's such a probably like I don't know, just like quietly bookkeeping, and then you're like just like bursting the pipes as you're singing, right? That's I know what an existence. I know it seems crazy. Yeah. I, and I, one one thing I noticed though, the interview that I found from like God, like ten years ago now yeah. on Punk News. Uh, they were being interviewed about living in in Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. And saying like, yeah, it's it's really cheap to live here. You know, it costs like two hundred bucks a month for me to pay rent, oh so I can oh. work just like a few times a month to afford <laughs> that and my necessities. And yeah. then we have people here. Like, there's a good music scene here, surprisingly, because a lot of people don't need to like work all the time. <laughs> unlike in you know in Boston where. Everything is expensive, and you yeah. need to you need to work a lot and to they have afford a good stuff. Mu- Nana Grizzle, like the guy that from there mm. used to be in part of that scene, it's surprising how like 
freaking Bloomington, Indiana, like, yeah. birth music that's so gigantic. Yeah, definitely. They're like the mid- real Midwest. Mm-hmm. Just emo. And that was another band that that uh, that this band made me think of too was yeah. Dana Grizzle. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like the other bands that are linked, like Defiance Ohio and High Dive right. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, all good stuff. All good stuff. But yeah, this is. This is a very good ending track to an album. Yeah. Later on, she sings, Oh, I loved you, but let me go. So many years ahead, might yeah. as well greet them with a lighter load. Yeah. good advice to somebody who's <laughs> lamenting a breakup oh. like yeah. i understand why you're sad but like your life is going to be easier I if guess, you don't take it to heart forever i guess this album technically is a breakup album kind of yeah it, it doesn't so. come off that way mm-hmm. um it, a lot of it is sort of like looking at the bright side while ther- faced with therapy the for your break- breakup yeah album. <laughs> yeah i think that's a good way to look at it actually yeah. and um, that makes a lot of sense i wonder what happened between this album and without hesitation where this the second album sadder mm-hmm. like, what happened to these guys like who who hurt them? <laughs> Maybe it's just hard to uh, keep that up. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's hard to keep up that energy. Yeah, I guess. My, uh, that's, my the, that's the beauty of it, though, right? That, that it's fleeting. That's yeah, ephemeral. that's yeah. true. Uh, that's, isn't that always true about every your relationships? Moments in time, they're so they're not they're only important because they're ephemeral. Yeah. If they last forever, them, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so sad. <laughs> Love uh, to end on a happy note. No, it's fine. Show. Well, we we can end on the note of. So I was very happy that you chose this album as something you wanted to talk about, yeah. Jonah. What, what, uh, who would you recommend this album to? Like, if somebody was like, um, I would, I would recommend this album to first of all people who like big guitar parts. Sure. Um, like it's it's not a twinkly emo album. It's really more like pop punky. But even then, I think it goes slightly harder than pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um, not like full on punk, but whatever. Definitely. Um, I would recommend it to people who aren't afraid of getting a little corny like, mm-hmm. you know oh, this is how humans can be noble considerate and loving like you're not afraid of a little emotional vulner- vulnerability mm-hmm. um i personally think of it as the album of like my my greatest value in like friends partners whatever is that they give a shit mm-hmm. and i would recommend this album to people who like give a shit yeah right? again like people who are like this band is very empathetic yeah so people um, with empathy like yeah i think that's that's sort of who I would recommend it to. Um, mm-hmm. I think in terms of like other artists, I'm not, I haven't, I, I don't like, they're not a super unique sound, but I'm not sure who I would compare them to. Mm-hmm. Like Spotify compares them to Lemuria, I guess is like similar, yep. but yeah. Lemuria is a little softer. Sure. Um, and they also have like a male, female vocal thing going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody PS, who's a fan of that. Yes. Elliot thing. is mm-hmm. kind of confusing. They almost feel, have that like kind of, um, not that, it's sonic. It's like in terms of like instrumentation, I wouldn't say it's folk punky, but I say I would say that energy and earnestness Definitely. is folk punky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say maybe if you're looking to explore into like more rock music coming from like folk punk, I actually think this is like a good a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, a lot of the same sentiments in this album are found in that that pol- that folk punk sort of like Planet yeah. X-y stuff yeah. from around this time. Uh, in terms of the energy, my friend Allie <laughs> texted me last night and she was like, I'm snooping on your recently played Spotify songs. <laughs> Good luck kind of reminds me of Pup a little bit. And oh, I was yeah. Like, I, I do see Pup. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the energy. Yeah. Pup's new album coming out. I know. Yeah. Can't wait. So Morbid excited. stuff coming out Morbid sometime stuff. soon. They're touring with Diet Sig. They sure Jeez. are. Yeah. Um, that's, that show sold out quick. I Anyways, know. after we are um, 
good luck if you're listening to this please tour i will i will i will literally travel to bloomington like indiana and stay like in the middle of fucking nowhere in midwest america like you know to see a live show i'll i'll i'll, I'll agree with you there jonah yeah. i'm gonna say that too if you play another show in bloomington maybe in like 2028 i'll, I'll be there <laughs> the 20th anniversary the 20th show. anniversary exactly yeah. we'll be there uh, we'll be there we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get a we'll get a room ahead of time we'll figure it out i would like sell a kidney to hear public radio live i would just say <laughs> that like I, I i would seriously consider it like yeah. if you need a kidney i'm here for you um (laughs) (laughs) that's a good offer just in case yeah uh so yeah i guess that you know that's about it for this episode do you have anything you want to plug jonah i know you're 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 big on doing some tabs on the internet for songs Uh, um let's see Uh, you have your radio show every other i have my radio show i i play emo bullshit (laughs) that is like literally the job i try i try to diversify this year Mm -hmm. because i feel like you can't be sad all the time it's not good for you yeah Um, yeah but it's true um I am on WMBR. This is Tim. Um, mm-hmm. So my show is every alternate. It's an alternating Thursday show, uh, ten to eleven. It's just yep. over the FCC cutoff where I can play some swear words. Yeah, um, perfect timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and Tim's show is every other Monday. Every other Monday from eight AM to ten AM. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably a little more teenage boyish. Tim has probably matured out of this a little. So, <laughs> yeah, if you if you like stuff like Good Luck, please listen to my show and call in and we can like hang out on the phone. Yeah. On yeah. the midnight radio. That's Perfect. Pub- public radio. <laughs> public radio. Public we were close. Radio. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Your show's really good. You you play a lot of like newer emo stuff, which I really appreciate. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And you can listen online at WNBR.org. If you don't yeah. live in the Boston area, there's also archives and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, thank you so much for doing and this. thank you for having me on the show. Of course. And I hope everybody has a good day. Yeah. And hope you meet some nice people who are whatever those things are. Noble, considerate, and loving. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that you meet. And I hope you are noble and considerate and loving. Yes, please, please be noble, considerate, and loving. Bye.